The A's head to Texas for a rendezvous with the Reelin Rangers. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, you're Locked On A's, and I'm Wayne Coy, lifelong Oakland Athletics supporter and, of course, media personality. Just want to thank you for taking time out of your day. We know that you have many, many options when you fly, and we thank you for flying with us here today. We're going to dive into all things Oakland A's like we always do and definitely encourage you to be a part of the show. That's what the whole comment section is for. You can use uh, Twitter if you want to. Check us out on YouTube, of course. Uh, drop a thought right there into the comment section. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Get that out of the way right at the very beginning. It really does make a difference. Talking A's baseball, that's what we do, and we want to talk A's with you. Locked on A's, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We are your team every single day. And if you listen every day, make sure you let us know that you're an everydayer, and you can do that right down below in the comment section. Now, on today's show, the A's hit the road. It's time to go road tripping. A little AL West matchup. In fact, a couple of those in a row. A chance to possibly drop the Texas Rangers right out of playoff contention. Can you believe that? This team's been in first place in that division for pretty much the entire year. Uh, but not, not lately. Things aren't going good. We're going to look inside all of those numbers, the good and the bad. Plus, we're going to try to, if we can, put a smiley face on your bowling ball because you need it. We're going to compare this horrible team of ours to history and specifically our 1916 forefathers. You think we got it bad? Yikes. John Fisher, Dave Cavill, you know the names. You know the modus operandi. They have said they'd like to put the Oakland Coliseum in their rearview mirror. In fact, as soon as possible. They want to get as far away from the Coliseum as they possibly can, right? Right? Hmm. Actions might speak louder than words. We'll talk about that, too. Today's show is brought to you by my buddies at Bird Dogs. Check out Bird Dogs. I'm wearing mine right now. Locked on MLB. That's what you put after you go to birddogs.com slash Locked on MLB, or you can just enter the promo code Locked on MLB for a free water bottle with any order. Uh, you don't want to go anywhere without your bird dogs. I promise you that's the, the case. In fact, I got a story I'm going to tell you here in just a little bit. A true life bird dog story. And my hands just disappeared. All right, so let's talk about it. The A's taking on the Rangers. What does that mean? Well, hopefully it means good things because the Rangers have not been playing their best baseball lately. and In fact, I'd go so far as to say they are playing like the worst team in the division at a time when they need to be the best team in the division. They've led pretty much the entire way, but uh, it's been a, a rough couple of weeks for them. So maybe we'll take advantage of that. Paul Blackburn on the mound for the A's. He's won four games, and as hard as that may be to believe, he is indeed tied for the team lead in wins with four Four wins. That's as good as we've done. You got to go back to 1997 to find six wins as the leading win total for an Oakland A's pitcher. 
That guy was Ariel Prieto. Remember him? He was the, uh, the interpreter for one of our favorite players, Ioannis Cespedes, back in the day. Ariel Prieto came back. Uh, and he won six games in 1997, and believe it or not, that was good enough to lead the team. It could happen again this year. It might be five, for all we know. Paul Blackburn tied with J.P. Sears with uh, four wins. And now he'll be uh, facing a guy who has had a rough couple of weeks as well, Jordan Montgomery, who is uh, two and one, the left-hander. He'll be facing the A's today for the first of three games. It looks like uh, we still haven't figured out who's going to pitch tomorrow, and then uh, that'll be against John Gray. And then on Sunday, it's uh, Louis Medina up against Andrew Heaney, and that ought to be a really good matchup on Sunday afternoon. Tomorrow night, of course, is a uh, night game, just like tonight. Speaking of, we're a little bit delayed. Let me get a drink here. A little bit delayed in terms of uh, starting today, and that's because we got sick people in the house, and with sick people in the house, you know how it goes. You're running all over the place looking for the pharmacy and picking up stuff that you need, cough drops and rub and well, anyway, been a long day. So there was like a three-hour delay today. We're going to push this thing almost all the way up to the first pitch of uh, tonight's game. So talk about being there right when you need to be, right? Hey, uh, eventually we get there. That's the main thing. Locked on A's. You can always count on us. So the A's are in Texas. Arlington, of course, to take on uh, the Rangers. Things have been going well as of late. We had a great series against the Angels. Won one game only against the Blue Jays. But listen, pitching is everything, as you know, pitching, defense, and the long ball. 3.60, that's the ERA for the A's so far in the month of September. Now, you compare that to their season ERA, which is 5.61, and you can see exactly what I mean about having maybe a little something to be excited about. We've had some decent, I'm not going to say great, but decent pitching, right? How about this? The A's have won five of their last eight, and in that stretch, starting pitchers, have only given up one run or less in five of those eight games. So that's something to build on. Uh, unlike our winning percentage, which, uh, you know, hate to remind you, but it's not good. 43 and 97. Again, we're trying to avoid 54 and 108. That's the worst since they moved to Oakland back in 79. Right now, 307 is the, is the winning percentage. I can't even believe I'm saying that. 307 is the winning percentage, which is, of course, the lowest in the majors. And now if you really want to, you know, kick sand in our faces, our magic, okay, tragic number is one. That's right, one, to clinch our second straight last place finish in the American League West. So that means any combination of, of course, Oakland A's losses or I don't know exactly how all that works. I know how it works when you're up at the top of the division. I don't know about the bottom. All I know is the magic, sorry, tragic number is one. Now, this is kind of cool. Uh, you want to talk about a number. This is a feast or famine kind of thing. Last 11 seasons, the A's have either made the playoffs or they've finished dead last in 10 of the 11 last 11 seasons. So that's feast or famine. 10 or 11 of those seasons, we've either made the playoffs or <laughs> completely pooped the bed, finishing last in the division. Oh, boy. Remembering those old great A's teams of old? You do. I know you do. Players like Sal Bando and Vita Blue and Reggie Jackson and Ken Holtzman and Catfish Hunter and Campy Campanaris. Well, it's appropriate that on this date in history, 
Campy set a record that I don't think anybody has ever even attempted to break since then. He played every single position in one game. All nine positions uh, that at that time the, uh, the pitchers batted. There was no DH. So he played every single position defensively uh, during the whole game. It went extras. Actually lost the game to the Angels by a score of 5-2 to two in 13 innings. But Campy made history. You might remember a couple of years ago, Will Farrell. Remember that? He did the whole thing in spring training where he played all nine positions for, I think, every team uh, in the major leagues in spring training, or at least the teams that train uh, in Arizona. I've got, I think, somewhere a picture of Will Farrell wearing an A's uniform, which is pretty cool. So what do we got to celebrate? Well, since the All-Star break, how about Zach Geloff? We can celebrate there, right? Here's a rookie who leads all Major League Baseball rookies since the All-Star break in doubles. Yeah, he's got 15 of those, and he also leads in extra base hits. He's got 26. Nobody has more than Zach Geloff since the All-Star break. And remember, he came up uh, in August, so that was even you know well after the All-Star break by a couple of weeks. And then, of course, there's Esty, Esty Uri, Esty Uri, Esty Uri, Uri, Uri. By the end of the season, I'll have the name. It's hard to say because I grew up in the Bay Area, and we have this thing called the Estuary, right? In fact, it's right by the Coliseum. The Estuary, on your way to Alameda. I want so bad to call Estuary Estuary, but I'm not going to do that. It's Estuary Ruiz. How close is he to being able to set a record? Well, how about this? He's got 58 stolen bases. He trails only one person in the major leagues, and that's uh, Ronald Acuna, who has 63. Of course, that's in the National League. So Ruiz leading in the American League and very close to setting a record for most stolen bases by a rookie in a season. In case you're curious, that record's held by Kenny Lofton, and it was set back in 1992. 66 is the number. He's sitting at 58. Still got a bunch of baseball. And you've seen games where Esty's been able to steal two bases, three bases in a game. So it could happen. In fact, I'm going to say if you're a betting person, I'd put the money on him setting a record this year, providing he plays, of course. Lawrence Butler off the bereavement list, but not in the starting lineup tonight. Uh, If that changes, we'll let you know. But it looks like he will be available off the bench. His grandfather died. He's been in Georgia attending a funeral there. Uh, so he's on the bench, and it does look like Esty will be starting and playing in center field. And we'll see if Butler can pick up where he left off. As you may or may not recall, he was hitting the, the you-know-what out of the ball. Almost said it. Yeah, uh, two big taters before he left. Uh, they, they were tape-measure jobs, over 400 feet for both of those last two home runs that he hit. It's kind of getting exciting just a little bit, right? You're getting excited about the A's? I know that's hard to do when you have the worst percentage in baseball, but we're finding a way. What do they call that? They call that looking at the silver lining in a dark cloud, right? Well, there are no uh, dark clouds when it comes to our friends at Bird Dogs. I got to tell you, Bird Dog shorts are like no other shorts that you'll ever wear. They actually gave me an option when I got mine. It was, do you want the ones with the lining or without the lining? I went with the lining just because if, you know, it feels secure. Also gave me a chance if I want to go commando. Haven't done it yet, so I'm like double-lined, right? But here's the thing. Okay, at my age, it's not often that uh, I ever look over and see, you know, a member of the opposite sex or even the same sex checking me out. It just doesn't happen, okay? Like, 
Actually, it never happened back in the day either. Uh, but I got to tell you, I'm wearing my bird dogs the other day at uh, the grocery store that shall remain nameless, but it rhymes with Balbertsons. And I'm over there, and I just happened to look out to my right, and there was a, you know, I will say this, very attractive young lady, much too young for me, who was looking in my direction, but she wasn't looking at my face. She was looking down. And I, would, like, I looked down, because that's what you do. Like, what's she looking at? Flip-flops? I don't think so. Everybody here wears flip-flops to the store. It's just a thing. Then I figured it out. It's the bird dogs. She's checking out my shorts. And I get it because they are like the coolest shorts ever made. You need to get yourself a pair of bird dogs. I got to guarantee you this. They're going to be the most comfortable shorts you ever wear, period. Once you start wearing them, you won't wear anything except your bird dogs. And check this out. They want to give you a little gift as well. They want to give you a water bottle. And all you've got to do to get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order is just put in the code. The code is LOCKEDONMLB. Do that at checkout. And you can find them, by the way, at birddogs.com slash LOCKEDONMLB. And when you get there, get that free water bottle. That's what I'm talking about. You could be like standing on the sidewalk, drinking your water out of your free water bottle, watching some young lady, you know, look at you because you got on your bird dogs. I never thought it would happen for the rest of my lifetime. And it did at the store. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Okay, also, you need to know this. If you want to listen to the A's, like, you know, tonight or all weekend, this series against the Rangers, there's no better way to do it than with Ken Korak and Vince Catronio, of course, the A's official hometown broadcast. How do you get that? Well, you get it on SM Radio, Sirius XM Radio. That's SXM, the app, Sirius XM. Put them together, SXM And uh, when you get there, just search athletics. You're going to find the A's broadcast. Anytime they're playing, go there and listen the way it ought to be done. And thanks, as always, for making Locked on A's your first listen every day, even when we're this late. I appreciate it. If you're an everydayer, you need to know coming up on our next broadcast, when we get back together again, we're going to see if the A's were able to hold their own against those Rangers. But beyond that, we're going to look ahead to what's what's up a little a little south of uh, Arlington. That would be Houston and the Houston Astros. We take on the Astros starting on Monday. Looking forward to that series as well. Now, we told you about Campy Campaneris. Something else happened on this particular date in A's history, and it's cool too, like Campy playing all nine positions. How about this? In 1916, Wally Shang, that's right, cool name, Wally Shang, He was a catcher, he was an outfielder, and he did something that had never been done before. He hit a home run, right-handed, and then later in the game, the switch hitter going the other way, left-handed, same thing, out of the park. Two home runs, one righty, one lefty, first time ever done in Major League history. Back in 1916, Wally Shang, his name lives on. And what a cool moment in history, especially if you were one of the, and I'm not making this up, 36 people at the game. 36. Uh, the, the paid attendance, announced paid attendance was 50. Back then, they weren't very good about, like, really getting it down to the mat. They would, uh, they'd round up. Okay. So if you had a couple thousand people, you just look around, you go, uh, 2,500, uh, 25,000, whatever the number was. So they announced their uh, number as 50, but really, truly, it was 36, uh, which I think still to this date is the smallest crowd ever 
to watch a regular season Major League Baseball game. And that happened at Shy Park in Philadelphia. A's were taking on the uh, New York Yankees. They lost, of course. Now, I know that lately being an A's fan is truly heavy lifting, but listen, if you were a fan of that team, I'm talking about those 1916 Oakland A's, you know what? You look pretty good by comparison. How good? You think our team sucks. Check this out. The 1916 Philadelphia A's, I want to make sure I get the numbers right, finished 36 and 117. Yeah, that's a 235 winning percentage, okay? They finished... 54 and a half games behind the Boston Red Sox. Back then, there were eight teams in each of the leagues. American League, no divisions yet, no, uh, no playoffs, no wild card, just eight teams. American League, eight teams. National League, okay? Red Sox win the league, win the pennant. The Red Sox win the pennant. And they do that handily. But this is what's crazy. Not only did the A's finish 54 and a half games behind, the Boston Red Sox, they finished 40 games behind the team that finished seventh. There, there's no ceiling there at all. 40 games uh, behind the team that's ahead of you. Can you imagine that? They finished eighth out of eight, trailed the seventh place Washington Nationals by 40 games. We've got a friend of the show. His name is Jeff Leader. And Jeff is a big A's fan. He loves the A's just like I do, just like you do. He's followed them for about as long as I have, and maybe as long as you have. Uh, he's got a wheelhouse, though, when it comes to knowledge of the athletics, and his wheelhouse is the Philadelphia A's. He knows everything about the beginnings, our forefathers, the ones that won those World Series and the ones that were just horrible, like that 1916 team with Wally Shang. So we're going to get Jeff uh, on the show. He's actually traveling right now. He's on his way to China going to L.A. and then after that to China. And I said, Jeff, why don't you just go to Chinatown in L.A. and, you know, you don't have to make the big trip. Ah, he didn't listen. He's going to China and he's coming back. And when he does, we'll find out uh, maybe some really cool things we never knew about the old school Philadelphia A's. We'll do maybe like a, a throwback Thursday or a flashback Friday. Not quite sure what day we'll do it, but we'll do it. Okay, way back Wednesday. Stop me before I do any more. Okay, this is something that uh, got my attention. You know, when it comes to Dave Cavill and uh, John Fisher, there are, of course, opinions that I have expressed, and I'm trying real hard on this podcast to sort of just keep it to just the facts, ma'am. Um, but something's really got me scratching my head, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But this portion of the show is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season, the incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers, maybe that's you, you bet five bucks, you get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. The NFL season has started. Who knew that... The Detroit Lions could beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but they did. And wow, what a start to the season, right? Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is so easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads all the way to player props and a whole lot more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you just don't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. And remember, if you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every single pitch 
of the A's games and their hometown broadcast with Ken Korak and Vince Catronio on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search athletics. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on all the platforms everywhere you can find a podcast. You can find us. And that does, of course, include YouTube. want you to join the community somewhere down there below me. Uh, is the Discord button. You want to hit that uh, link to join in the description of today's episode, and you can be a part of the show, which is really cool. Dave Cavill, John Fisher, one's the president of the team. The other owns the team, and you've heard a lot about them over the last few months, those green shirts, you know. Yeah. Anyway, when it comes to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, you may have heard uh, Mr. Cavill or Mr. Fisher both allude to the fact that they are really um, – kind of in a hurry to get out of there. They don't want to be at the Coliseum. The lease that they've got is over with after the 2024 season. After that, it's kind of up in the air if indeed they're moving to Las Vegas, which is still not for sure. But if indeed they do that, then there's going to be three or four years there before that stadium is ready. So where do they play if they have no lease in Oakland? Well, of course, if you're Mayor Tao, uh, you're going to leave the name A's. You're going to leave athletics behind in Oakland, and then you can Go ahead and go to Vegas and get an expansion team. That's what she would like to do, and apparently that is one of the conditions to be able to extend the lease there. Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know. You don't know. I don't think anybody really knows. That's still to be determined. Here's what we do know. The Oakland A's purchased half of the Coliseum. Which half? The half that used to belong to Alameda County. And the other half, that's owned by the city of Oakland. Back in February... The city of Oakland started negotiations with a group, a black business group called African American Sports and Entertainment Group, or AASEG for short, okay? And what these guys intend to do is to spend about $5 billion to be able to develop that area and to make East Oakland a, a shining place where people really want to go and be able to uh, put businesses there, local businesses, as well as uh, national businesses, to develop the Coliseum property, to keep the arena, and bring things like ice capades, Disney on ice, and you know maybe even a WNBA team there. Okay, Lots of big plans. They are in negotiations to buy the city's half, and again, a $5 billion redevelopment project for East Oakland. So what they did was they uh, put a letter together. Ray Bobbitt, who is a local... Uh, Oakland businessman, he kind of heads up the group. He and the rest of his group wrote a letter. They wrote that letter to the Oakland A's, specifically to Dave Cavill and to John Fisher, and they said, we would like to speak to you about purchasing your half of the Coliseum. Again, if you're following everything that's in the news, everything that comes from the A's point of view, all you're hearing is that the Coliseum's decrepit. It's crumbling around them as they play. Uh, it is no place they want to be. They've got to go to Las Vegas and get out of that dump of a ballpark. So if that's the case, if that's really the case, then why would they have an issue selling what they paid $85 million for and according to most of the uh, people that are in the know is worth about $115 to $120 million already. And this is just in a very you know couple of years short term. They've already made a profit, tidy profit. They can put it all behind them. They can help out the community. They can give it to local business people to develop. Unless, of course, there's a reason not to. And you might say, well, yeah, because they want to be able to develop that area. If they wanted to do that, they would have done it already. I really believe that. 
are they maybe thinking that things aren't, aren't going to work out like they kind of thought they would in Las Vegas? Is there a chance that when it comes to relocation that the Major League Baseball owners don't pass it? Of course, anything's possible. So, again, if I'm a betting man, and I'm not, but if I was, I might lay some money down to say that the reason why the A's don't want to deal with this particular organization or even talk about selling their half of the Coliseum property is because there's still a chance that they may be building a baseball stadium right there, which would be ironic because at one point, if you remember, that was the only option, and then it wasn't. And then they were going to go to Laney College, except they forgot to tell Laney College that. And that didn't happen. And then, of course, after that, they were going to go to Howard Terminal. And even though the city of Oakland did everything they were supposed to do, the A's walked away at the last minute because of, you know, parallel paths. Got to go to Las Vegas. So that's where it all stands. The vote's coming. Will they or won't they? We don't know yet. But we do know that they're going to hang on to their share of the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum property. And maybe there's a reason for that. Again, is it because they're going to stay and play right there in a new stadium at 66th and 880? Hmm. Hedge your bets, maybe. Listen, before we get out of here, this is kind of cool. Sirius XM, the SXM app. They've got a way for you to listen to the A's the only way you should be which is the hometown broadcast with Ken Korak, of course, and Vince Catronio. Check them out every game right there on the SiriusXM app. And that's going to wrap up this edition of Locked On A's. want to thank you, as always, for being a part of it. In fact, for making us your first listen every day. Every dayers, remember, coming up in our next episode, we're going to be previewing the series against the Houston Astros. Could it be the A's could actually be spoilers here in the last couple of weeks of the season? They could actually affect the playoff scenario. So we'll see how they can do that, talk about that, break it all down. And one thing is for sure, we will be locked on A's every single day. And until then, I'm Wayne Coy. Take care and keep on swinging.